Welcome back to another episode of the Membership IQ. I'm Sarah Sladek, your host. And uh, today we're doing magic. Yeah. And I feel like I owe you a disclaimer because I'm not very good at magic tricks, but let's give this one a whirl. Um, I want you to guess a card. I've got a deck of cards here and I want you to guess a card, any card, any card. I'm shuffling. Yes, shuffling. And I'm going to hold up a card. And you have that card in your mind, right? And I'm going to show you a card and we're going to see if I guessed the right card. And here we go. Ready, set, go. Card in mind. And I am holding up the Queen of Hearts. And that's your card, right? Right? <laughs> well, maybe not. I told you I wasn't very good at magic tricks. And if it was the right card, then yay, I did it right. Of course I can read your mind. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm not very good with jokes or card tricks. But what I have to tell you today, there is no trick, there is no joke. It is just a great way to make sure that your membership can be incredibly valuable and engaging to members. And it is this. When someone joins your association, it is not for the networking. It is not for the advocacy. It is not for some other reason, except that they are joining your association because they believe you can help them solve a problem. Now, based on the type of organization that you are, whether it's professional or trade or community or something else, social group, um, Whatever type of association you are, obviously the problems are going to differ by your audience and your association type. But that is really, truly what drives that decision to join is because people believe you're not tricking them. They believe that you can help them solve a problem. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, what kind of problem should we be solving? And I'm here to tell you that you need to be very in touch with what your members are currently facing, what their challenges are. You should be uh, monitoring that on the regular. But a lot of associations don't do that. And as a result, a lot of associations miss social changes and miss the mark when it comes to delivering value and actually being able to solve those problems. For professional and trade organizations and, and many chambers of commerce and business organizations, bottom line, bar none, you should be focusing on workforce. Do you know that membership decline first popped up and made national headlines in the late 1990s, mid-1990s? And around that same time, da, 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 there was also workforce decline happening. There was research creeping in to say there's a warning here. There is something happening in the water, and all of a sudden, People aren't joining their associations. People are more likely to leave their jobs. The quit rate was up. The decline rate for membership organizations was up. And what is happening? Social change was happening. 
people didn't want to join the same types of organizations as their elders. People wanted more of a challenge. People wanted to feel like they belonged. People, uh, people were getting used to things like technology and all of the um, great things technology provided. People were getting used to the idea of travel. People were getting used to the idea of globalization and customization. And all of these trends were beginning to emerge and influence change. Ever since the year 2000, we knew we had a workforce problem. 2000. And yet so many associations just started talking about workforce development, workforce training, critical skills, knowledge, skills gaps. 2000. In the year 2000, Gallup came out with the research that said 70%, 70% of the workforce is disengaged, meaning people were just showing up to work and being miserable. They hated their jobs. They hated them. But you know what's even more concerning? It wasn't just in the year 2000. Gallup said, we're going to update this data every single year. 2000. What data is the same? No change. 2002, 3, 4, 5, same. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, same. Now all of a sudden we start hearing of uh, employers talking about things like let's set up ping pong tables and let's bring in food and um, do more perks and bring your pet to work day. And that's going to change things. And there was more awareness than ever. 2011, 70% disengaged, 12, 13, 14, 70% disengaged. We had more awareness of the workforce problems, but, but not the right solutions. Nothing was working. We're still at this point. Now we're at a great resignation and pandemic and great migration. People have left jobs, um, retired early. People have, it's happening. And this has been long predicted, not just since 2000. We knew way back when in the late 1960s, early 70s, we knew then that at some point we'd have this huge retirement wave because the population, there was a little bit of a fall off in population. The boomer population was huge. The extra population was very small by comparison. We knew there was going to be a workforce gap at some point. And then couple that with the disengagement, workforce gaps, we knew that technology was outpacing our education systems we knew that we were uh, having students walk into the workforce, being trained on old models and uh, needed new knowledge. And there was a lot of onboarding and, and skill up ramp. We knew all this, we knew it, we knew it. It was the headlines repeatedly. And we had years, years to prepare. Oh my gosh, we failed miserably at it. There, there, there's no denying we failed miserably at it. I've written an entire book about this talent generation. And in that book, in that book, which was published originally by Association Management Press, ASAE, um, in that book, I usher up a call to all associations to say, 
wake up, wake up and take the lead. Because associations are uniquely positioned. Associations, first of all, are very powerful. Second of all, associations have that unique ability to pull together government and education and business. Third of all, associations have the bird's eye view with multiple types of entities as members. They're, they should be seeing trends way in the future because they're hearing from all these various voices at once, but they're not paying attention. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not paying attention to the trends and you're not leveraging that power and you're not bringing the people that are needed to come to the table together. And our government's been very laggard and our school systems have been very laggard. And these are, these are huge problems to solve. But all of your members universally, to some degree, are facing a workforce challenge, whether they are trying to recruit and retain employees, whether they are trying to uh, train people, whether they've come into the workforce themselves and they're being pushed into leadership very quickly and they don't have the training they need, um, whether we're talking about young people who, who are trying to learn uh critical skills to do their jobs or management or leadership or soft skills to be able to get along, whatever the case might be, it is a huge need. And associations by and large overlooked it. We're catching up. We're behind the curve. We didn't pay attention to the trends. We weren't in conversation with members. And we forgot that what's happening in membership is largely reflective with what's happening in society and in the workforce. The two things are intertwined. It's just like a magic trick, right? There's usually some sort of sleight of hand. One hand's doing one thing, the other hand's doing the other, but they're working together to make the trick happen. <laughs> this isn't a trick, though. This is, this is pretty serious stuff. Not only that, it's, it's not relegated. This challenge is not relegated to a specific country. In the year 2016, workforce was named a chief global concern by the United Nations. Whew. Associations, where are you? Where are you in this? So here's how, here's how to prevent this going forward. First of all, the time is now to be in constant dialogue with your members, constantly asking what keeps you awake at night. If you are not serving people regularly just on that question alone, you're going to fall behind. There's so much change that's happening. I often hear from associations, well, we don't want to survey members too much. They won't take the surveys and da, 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 da. It doesn't have to be a long, elaborate survey. It can be a quick touch point, but you need to be constantly in conversation, doing town halls, feedbacks, uh, surveys, um, focus groups, interviews, coffee chats, whatever it takes to make sure that you are tapping into what keeps people up at night. Why? Because this goes right back to what I said at the very beginning. 
The reason people join your association is because they believe you can help them solve a problem. And when you stop solving their problems, you lose value, you lose momentum, you lose members and revenue. Got to solve the problem. That's number one. But also number two, people join, they, they, renew, they join because you help them solve a problem. They renew when they believe that problem has been solved or they know you're making an honest to God effort to solve that problem. So in, in both instances, solving problems is what drives that membership decision. It's what drives your revenue. It's what drives your community building efforts. If you want to be more effective as an association, you gotta pay attention to what's keeping people up at night. So you gotta survey them, you gotta ask, you gotta be in dialogue and you have to be willing to respond. Not just take the information in, but to actually act upon it and have those meaningful conversations within to say, what are we going to do to respond to this problem? Just hosting your conferences is not enough. Just having networking socials, it's not enough. People want real problem-solving efforts from their associations. They're looking to your association to provide it. So back to the queen of hearts, the way to your members' hearts is to solve their problems. It's not a trick. It's not a trick. It's a fact. It's not a joke. It's a fact. Associations have lost members because they forgot to solve their problems. Get back to problem solving and you'll get back to members and their hearts. Thanks ladies and gentlemen for tuning in. I'm Sarah Sladek and this is the Membership IQ.